This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. sent to us by the prophet of God and said I shall be anointed with fresh oil Amen Hallelujah and uh, everybody say fresh oil oil. Hallelujah I thank you uh, for being sensitive to the Holy Ghost loving God, amen, and for loving his house and the way, the ways of God, they're wonderful. Some of them are past finding out, but we don't have to know everything or understand absolutely everything because his ways are higher than ours, amen. They're not our ways, but he sends his word and helps us simply to believe in him and to flow with him. Amen. Wonderful presence of the Lord in this place uh, today. And wherever he is present, he is also powerful. And so don't miss out on his power. He came to do uh, what he is purposed uh, to do in our lives. Amen. Uh, Today, say, I came to experience and encounter the living God. Amen. Who is personally present here, so he's also powerful uh, here. And if you need God's power in your life in any way, shape, or form, he is. Well, some of you are saying, well, well, he is what? Yeah, he just is. He's that. He's that. Amen. He's whatever you need and beyond that. Well, thank the, uh, the Lord. I want to, uh, I'm really excited, guys, and, and so expectant um, about, I saw this a while back, I began to hear echoes of it. You know, kind of like when you, uh, um, you throw a rock in a, into a, a large place and it, it, it echoes, you know that it's a large place. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it piques your curiosity. And I've heard some things in my, uh, in my spirit by the Holy Spirit and dissensed and perceived. You know, the scripture teaches us that, um, uh, that when God gets ready to do a new thing, He announces that new thing. But He, he doesn't tell you everything. He says... This, he goes, it's springing forth now. I want you to perceive it. Everyone say perceive. Perceive. That's why we need to walk as spiritual people. We don't have to be, you know, uh, weird or or anything like that. But we're going to have to be a little different than just natural folks that don't have a clue. That don't maybe even necessarily want to. I, I, I 
want to live present with the Lord. I want to uh, uh, in. I want to be engaged with what He is doing. How many of you know the Bible says in one place that to, we're to be filled with the knowledge of God, knowing God, knowing what God is doing, knowing who He is. Amen. Uh, but anyway, I, I I begin to perceive a thing, and um, so kind of moving in that direction. It's kind of like, you ever notice that God sometimes will uh, just take off and you'll start looking for him? I'm going to help you just a minute here now. Sometimes God just takes off. I mean, all of a sudden you look, Sandy's late. I ain't getting the store. I swear to God. I, I just, you know, I mean, I'm, I stop and look at one little thing and I'm not a shopper. I mean, I look at one little thing and I look up and she's gone. How a woman, you know, of her stature can walk that fast. It, she, I, I believe in, in supernatural translation. I think I'm experiencing that. The other day I looked up, she was gone. I thought, I remember, how could she get way over here in that shorter time? But you know, God will take off on you. And, uh, and then uh, with the sole intent that you come looking for him. He wants to be found. He said, seek. And you'll find. All right? Uh, but uh, sometimes, you know, you'll be looking and you'll, and you'll just hear maybe the echoing of his voice over here. Over here. Come closer. That's what that, this has been for me for a little while. And I'm not, you know, um, saying that for any other reason but to explain to you, I know beyond a shadow... Uh, of a doubt that where we are right now and what we're about to jump off into uh, has been set up by God is a course that has been set and we've been directed being led by the Spirit of God step by step and day by uh, day. You know, God delights. The Bible says that He, he, he delights uh, in directing our steps. He delights in our way. You know, uh, that it gives him great pleasure uh, to hide a clue and for you to find that, and then you've got to go to the next one. Isn't that something? That God would be like that. But he is. And so here we uh, are. We've been uh, talking about um, better, building better faith foundations uh, in 2017. That's a word of the Lord to us. I hope you take seriously the word of the Lord. The Bible says, hold fast to instruction, for it is your very life. Amen. I, I come in, to the word of God. I come to prayer. I come to church to be instructed by God, to hear the voice within the voice, to hear directives and, and get direction uh, from God, because I found that it is our life. I live uh, for the will of God. I said, I live for the will of God. Amen. And so every Christian should. Now, uh, and in laying, building better faith foundations, we laying four, talked about laying four cornerstones of uh, for a better life, uh, of 
of practicals which are our part. Now, let me just say this. You know, uh, God is the one that gets to set the standard. We rise to it or we draw back from it. But God sets the standard. According to His own purpose and design, according to His calling on your life, to His placement, within the family for your life. But God does, God had already decided that. And God sets the standard. Now, of course, we know in a general sense uh, that the standard is for us to look like Jesus, to be conformed uh, to the image of His Son. Everybody say the image. Now, the Jesus, the Bible says about Jesus, he was the visible image of the invisible God. So when we say we look like Jesus, turn to your neighbor and say, not just on the inside, but your life should show on the outside. Amen. You know, I heard a statement. Man, it was powerful. I, I was in the bathroom hollering this morning. Sandy said, what are you, was that, who was hollering? Was that you? I said, yeah, man, I mean, they were preaching to me today. <laughs> I come out and said, did you hear that? I said, that was powerful. One, uh, one statement that was made says uh, that, that you enlarge on the inside uh, and, uh, and then your world explodes on the outside. I said, boy, howdy, I'm on. I'm going to get in that Me Too line. I'm taking that one for me today. Amen. Woo, Lord. That's how God works now. On the inside. And an explosion on the outside. So these are practicals, our part. Number one, Bible reading, daily Bible reading. No greater thing. No, you, it will be impossible to know God without personal interaction with Him. And His Spirit hovers over that word wanting to say, this is who He is. This is who you are. I mean, think of of that. You have God personally present. Anytime you want to take a look in the book, you're in the face of God. All right. Number uh, two, uh, prayer, personal practice. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you where this is concerned now because there's a connection between prayer and power. If you will never, never, never be the powerful person that God wants you to be if you're not a prayerful person. And God will keep setting a different level and standard in your life the same way that uh, I know when we raised our children, we weren't raised in church, so we didn't have the benefit of this. But when we raised our children, uh, you know, we they prayed. You know, meals, different things. Sometimes in the car we said, you pray over the trip and things. And I remember there came certain points in time where they had to pray over their own life. And most of our prayers were in, it were, were in that process of development to get them where they learned how yeah. to pray because they would pray for their own life. And see, if we're not successful in praying for our own life, are you listening? Hallelujah. Uh, 
uh, then it's going to be hard for us to become that house of prayer for other people's lives. Practice on you. But you don't get to practice very long because the minute you're tempted to, you know, just pray about you, then Jesus says, now listen, you're going to stop praying to me about you and I want you to come pray with me about other folks. Glory, glory. And hadn't we done, hadn't, hadn't that been the, the course? Amen. All right. Uh, so if you're still stuck just praying about you, take the challenge, begin to pray with, to Jesus. Begin to pray with Jesus for others. It'll change you. Yes. Amen. Except by faith, he's taking care of you. At some point in time, he would have to say, yay or nay, to your request. Matter of fact, in, in growing up in prayer, we make our requests and we're careful to turn our worries into prayers, but our prayers into praise. Yes. And when you get to praise, that's enough. It's done. Amen. All over but the shouting. Hallelujah. Well, I'll shout about it when I get it. Honey, you've got to shout about it before you get it. Because if you pray right, you actually got it. When did I get it? When I prayed. All right, I ain't got time to teach about all that. Anyway, church, taking, possessing your place and your grace and your part, which is also attached to, uh, you cannot live without church. You are the church of the living God. Amen. This fastest growing segment of society in Christian, uh, Christian society, the churchless Christian. I submit to you, you have to separate the word church out and you have to, and Christian out and in the middle, that's exactly what the equation is, less. You're going to be less for not belonging to church, not taking part in the church. You're never going to be more, you're going to be less. Now you can argue with that up and down, I don't, you know, hey, not my problem. Jesus is building the church. I'm just a messenger of it. I'm going to make sure I'm standing in my place doing my part. That's all. But I'm not going to lower the standard. Are you listening? Because you'll never make it on your own. You've got to belong somewhere. You've got to be connected or you're not going to have a supply. You are not to be your own point of reference. You are fitted into the body such as pleases Him and every joint becomes a supply for the next one and the next one. There is a connection that must be made for the supply of God to be in your life. Are you listening? And if you ain't getting enough, I want you to come on down to the farm with me. There's a little pig that had seven babies and there's a whole bunch of big ones sucking all the milk and these little people are starving to death because they don't get their part. Are you listening? They're being robbed. You got to get on up like a little piggy and get in your place and I mean refuse to lose where church is concerned, all right? Number four, service, a life of service to God and to others. We are being prepared for works of service. Maybe that's the reason why some folks don't like to go to church because they don't want to serve nobody. Now, see, you know, we live in a society real easy to go the way of the world, the way of the world. I expect to be served. I deserve it. I'm entitled to everyone to serve me. And in the kingdom, it's different. Oh, it's so very different. For Jesus said, I came to serve and to give my life. Amen. And he's our example. Now, these cornerstones must be laid and they must be put in place. All right? Oh, and I want us to hear this word and put it into practice 
The Bible talks about hearing the word and putting it into practice. It's like a man who dug deep. He dug down to bedrock and built upon the bedrock versus a man who built on the sand. You can have the best cornerstone, some ideas about uh, Bible reading, an opinion about Bible reading, some ideas and opinion about prayer and uh, about church and about a life of service. But now listen, you know, uh, and our opinions are not important because we tend to cling to them. However, I will submit to you that, you know, what Jesus thinks and what Jesus has said and what Jesus has lived and what Jesus does even to this day should be the greatest of all in our life. Amen. And that he... Uh, uh, and he would be right in that, amen? And we would be right in uh, doing that. Jesus said, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them is like a man who built on, who dug deep and built on, puts them into practice, who dug deep and built on bedrock. And the one who just hears them but never puts them into practice uh, is like the person that built on sand. Now, at best of intentions, the cornerstones can be solid as anything, but if they're on sand, when the storm comes, whatever's built on, it'd be moved and blown away. Shifting sand is shifting sand. Amen. All right? So an application, a practical application uh, of God in our, in our experience. Psalms 18 and 1. Uh, I, I love the Psalms. Do you like the Psalms? Israel's songbook. <clears throat> prayer book right smack dab in the middle uh, most of it after the uh, out of the heart of a man who was after the heart of God can you hear it in these verses of scripture 18 and 1 I love you God I love you God you make me strong God is bedrock under my feet, the castle in which I live, my rescuing night, my God, the high crag where I run for dear life, hiding behind the boulders, safe in the granite hideout. Father, we thank you for your word, and we ask you to uh, expeditiously help us today. In Jesus' name, amen. God is bedrock under my feet. You know, bedrock is the, is the solid rock beneath the soil, and I love this definition instead of the Webster's Dictionary. Beneath the soil and the superficial rock. Everybody say the superficial rock. I don't want to build on any rock but the bedrock. Hallelujah. And there is superficial rock uh, out there. Now we need to understand, uh, David is saying, it, it, that this is talking about his life. It's also talking about our life. It would be talking about my life. It would be talking about your life. Because God talks about our lives as the house that we live in, individually and corporately. Isn't that true? Uh, and, uh, and that house would be built upon, David was talking about his life uh, here, so we could interject ourselves in there, that my life before God, and you know, we live before God. Before anyone else, we live before God. It's before God. Whatever I do, it is before God. God sees it when nobody else sees Anyway, my life with God. I'm going to do life with God. I've done life without God. 
I'm going to do life with God. Matter of fact, I'm on I'm purpose to do, life, do more of my life with more of God. Amen. Uh, also, it, he's talking about my life in God. We have a life in God. God is our life. You know, you, I used to ridicule people. I said, you know, God's their life. One of them is saying, everything about them is just God. God, 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 God. Every word, every breath they blow can't finish a sentence without God in it. God gave them everything. God this, God that. God's their whole life. Yeah, pretty much. Amen. How did I come to, you know, that intelligent deduction? Because he's their life. They just can't help it. Amen. Hallelujah. And, we, and our lives are rising out from God. God is a bedrock, a solid rock, unshakable, unmovable, sure and secure. And in the building of the, of the house, even the four cornerstones, they need to be anchored. Anchored to what? Bedrock. Anchored to bedrock. Because, you know, you can, uh, uh, you know, the, the Muslim people have their Bible. The Mormon people have a Bible. So they can read daily. There's all kind of prayers that people pray. There's all kind of churches that they go. I, I'm always amazed. You know, you talk to some people and they say, well, on Sunday mornings, you know, I go fishing and that's my church. I worship perch. Oh, great perch, come to me today. And I will offer thee a burnt sacrifice to my own appetites. You know, you can do all of these things, uh, see, but, but want to be anchored to God, the one and the true and the only God. It means to be, to be or to become fixed, firmly fixed. David said, I love you, God. I love you, God. You make me strong. God is the bedrock of my life. And we love God because he first loved us. I mean, we learn to love God. And the first discovery of real, true, unfailing love is that, is that we understand and that we realize that God loved us. I'll tell you this, you know, this ver- simple verse of Scripture is probably one of the great, even, you know, I mean, I knew it before I say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him might not perish but have everlasting life. But... I'm learning now, you know, uh, uh, that even... And I learned in the world. I was in the world. I mean, in the world. And the world was in me. And, you know, and God's on the outside. Uh, But I learned, I'll tell you what, through practical things, but also by the witness of the Holy Ghost, because people had were operating in and from this bedrock. And I've heard this in a different way uh, here uh, lately. Uh, I didn't know I was so loved. I am, even in the world, I was so loved by God that He came to me where I was and He gave to me what I could not get for myself. And the only reason was I was so loved by God. 
Man, I'm going to tell you what, I knew I was wrong. My tendency was to run from him because I was afraid of him. But I didn't realize I could never outrun a being so loved by God that he put this big old cross in the middle of everywhere I went. Every intersection there was a Jesus who came because I was so loved. I love you, God. You make me strong. You've anchored my life in the bedrock of love for me. I am, no matter what, I am so loved by you. You see me. You know me. You purposed and planned and provided, and you define me. The world does not define me. My sins did not define me. My failures and shortcomings, the opinions of others do not define me. But God, you have defined me, and I am so loved by you. Can you give me just a few more minutes? I've got seven. I don't know. We'll have to start this over again. But, you know, the Holy Ghost sat down on that, didn't he? Two little words. So love for God's love. Ephesians 1, I'm going to read. How blessed is God. And what a blessing He is. He's the Father of our Master, Jesus Christ. And He takes us to the high places of blessing in Him. Long before He laid down earth's foundation, He had us in mind, had settled on us, as the focus of his love. To be made whole and holy by his love. Long ago. Long, long ago. Everyone say long, long ago. He decided. Oh, I'm so loved and I'm going to tell you what, I am God decided. God decided me. God decided you. God settled on you. You would be his focus of his love, of his... No, I got to get to another place, but anyhow. This is a good direction. This is a wonderful thing. God decided, and we'll have the final word and the lasting word for you. Colossians 3 uh, and 1, it says, Our new life, and you can do that uh, for your homework, our soul love life is now hidden with Christ in God. 
hidden in Christ with God. We've been made one with the Son as the focus of His love, and we're to be made whole and holy by His love. I've got to skip some things, but can I bring you over here uh, to a, a prayer? I believe in prayer. I believe these prayers were recorded so that they could be asked and answered. They can be asked and they can be answered. They're, they're, they're inheritance prayers. Praise God. Ephesians 3. Is this is where we are? All right. Oh, my goodness sakes. This is my, this is, uh, and here's the thing. Uh, prayer is given to us. Uh, because if, if we don't ask it, God can't give it. You understand that? This business, you know, well, God knows my heart and I have a silent prayer request. It's all right, you know, if you don't want anybody else to know it, but don't let it be silent, honey. You've got to give it voice to God. At some point in time, you have to ask Him. Because most of the time, that statement, I'm not picking, you know, but sometimes we've got to get down in the particulars because a religious statement will rob you. That tradition, uh, God, you know, God, I have a silent prayer have a silent prayer request. Are you listening? And we want to respect, we want to respect, uh, you know, your privacy, all right? Uh, don't misunderstand me. But at the same time, uh, you know, that most of the time that that statement is, uh, uh, is made is that uh, it's not a faith statement. It's not a believing statement. It's not a prayer you could agree with. Most of the time, generally speaking. You know what I'm saying is true, because I'll tell you, most of the time you hear that, you're living in the midst of people who don't believe nothing. Everything is, if it be thy will. Why you make make me scrape the bottom of the pan every time? You know, I mean, sometimes you just got to get down and play with it, you know, because you get religious with me. Oh, Pastor, listen, I'll go sometimes where angels fear to tread. But I'll tell you the truth. It gets you free. Isn't that right? That you most time that is typically voiced among people that do not receive answered prayer, or the devil answers them and tells them it's God. Are you listening? Come on now, because they're not. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Can we know the will of God? Absolutely. Is the word the will? Is the whole? Is of no private interpretation. God wants. This is what God wants. This is the want of God, the will of God. Now hear this prayer. My goodness sakes, amen. Ephesians 3, 14. My response is to get down on my knees before the Father, this is the Message Bible, this magnificent Father who parcels out, good God Almighty, all heaven and all earth. Well, who's he parceling it out to? His chillings. Chillings he has now and chillings he intends to have. His chillings. Woo! Say, it's all mine. Join air with Jesus. God loves me just like 
He loved Jesus. He so loved me. He gave me Jesus. Good God Almighty. He parcels out all of heaven. Is there anything he would withhold from you? Anything he would say, you cannot, it's not my way. He gave you Jesus because he so loved you. He wants you to have it, all of heaven and all of earth. Yours. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit. Not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all the followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out. And experience the breath. Test its length. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights. Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. Oh, and then he, and this is his amen. God can do anything, you know. Far more. We're out of time. I'm going to have to... Take a little forever eternity break right here. Say, Lord, I'm, I'm going to open the door here. I'm a, I, I, mean, I mean, all I did was knock just a little bit. Who is it? So love. Come on in. Come on in. I've been waiting so long to get you right here, to bring you to a place where I could let you come on in and see how high, see how wide, see the extravagant dimensions. See if you can exhaust this love that I have for you. Welcome in, Sola. Oh, my, 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 this little chat. This little preacher and people. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.